Welcome into Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks. Flock Nation Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history. If you're a Ravens fan, I am a huge Joe Flacco fan. Wise Usher once said, situations will arise in our lives. I'm talking about shut down. Like, like you're not throwing on Jimmy Smith. Joe is criminally underrated. Criminally. Uh, like, lock him up in cuffs. C- criminally underrated. Lamar's put this team in the top five offense for the first time in 20 years. Got the arm talent. <laughs> Jay Cutler had it, too. I don't, I don't care about this argument against total TDs and all this. Oh, you want to talk about defense. Oh. Until All right, what is going on, good people? Back at it again, DJ. I'm your host, and I'm back once again as Flatish and Speaks, your Baltimore Ravens podcast, where we talk about the best team in NFL history. If you're a Ravens fan, of course, and and of course, if they're playing the one and seven team, that they should blow out, but then they don't blow out because they like to play like like they like to play down the competition, you know. And I saw I saw a tweet today. And I'm, I'm just going to jump right into it. I saw a tweet today about it's okay to play down to, t- to competition if you, as long as you play up to competition. I'm going to say that again. It's okay to play down to competition as long as you play up to competition. That's an interesting little statement right there because, yes, to a certain degree, I, I, I think it can be okay to do that. Like it can be okay to play down a competition, but I think that presents a problem within itself. I think that presents an issue within itself, especially later on in the season, especially in the games that you, when it comes to seeding, and also when it comes to uh, when it when it when you get into the early rounds of the playoffs. But we'll we'll talk about that later on in the show. Let's start with the recap of this thirty-one to twenty-four victory, which in a game that I think. Honestly, the score was uh, further off than, than I think the score indicated at the end of, end of the game, right? I think the Ravens had – the Ravens felt like they were in control of this game uh, even though it was kind of sluggish offensively. The defense, it felt like they did their thing uh, for at least the, the first three quarters, it felt like. But, you know, it, it, it seemed as if it was the fourth quarter where the defense just kind of – they started playing soft and – uh, they started, you know, just working their way down the field. But real quick, Flyers speaks on all major podcasts and platforms. So if you are watching and you want to listen, you want to take the show with you, you can have a podcast, Spotify, all of those. If you are listening and you're thinking, well, where can I watch the show? You got you got a YouTube where you can watch the show, uh, Spotify, I think, as well. You can watch the show. So be sure to uh, check the show out there. But let's jump into this recap. So 31 to, th- 31 to 24 was the... Final score, um, and, and, you know, I felt like the Ravens were in control of this game simply because I turned the game off early, uh, and, I, and I rarely ever do that, but uh, it felt like they were in control of this game. I was trying to, you know, catch up on some other games that were happening around the league and stuff like that, too. So I turned it off a little bit early, and I looked back, and it was 31-24, to 24 and that was interesting. Uh, and I think the Cardinals would have had a chance at an onside kick to, that they need to get back in order to uh, complete the comeback in this game. But I felt like 
I feel I, I, I don't know about y'all, but I feel like the offense was sluggish. I feel like the offense just wasn't. They just they 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 weren't there. They weren't they weren't all there. They weren't all you know. They weren't where they needed to be. They weren't playing. You know they they didn't play well. I feel like the offense didn't like they got the job done. They did exactly what they needed to do to get the job done. But I can't sit here in good conscience and say they played well. Um, let's look at the numbers real quick. As you can see, too, like just looking here, 17 points in the fourth quarter for the Cardinals. I mean, if the Ravens don't score 10 points in the, in, in the fourth themselves, you might be thinking about something completely, you know, a, a completely different game uh, if they only score just maybe three or so. But anyway, or they don't, you know, don't score at all in the fourth. They just kind of run the clock, you know, try to play passive and run the clock out. But Lamar Jackson, 18 to 27, 157 yards, a TD. Gus Edwards with three TDs on the day. I don't know if that's the most he's had in the game. Um, but you know, Gus doesn't have a lot of multi TD games. I don't feel like, uh, but you know, cause he's kind of, you know, he's the hammer type back. He's the power back that's going to come in get the gritty yards and, and, you know, he might get a red zone carry or two here and there from time to time. Um, but I don't feel like he has multiple touchdowns in, in, in games. It feels like it's usually by committee, right? It's usually be Gus Edwards to get one, then Justice Hill will come and get one or whoever the other back may be, he will come in and get one. Um, and then, oddly enough, Justice Hill leading <laughs> leading the receivers and receiving yards might in uh, in uh, receptions and receiving yards should probably tell you all you need to know about this offensive game. Uh, it was entirely different than what we saw last week from um, from the Ravens against the Lions, a top team in the NFC. Um, Bateman had a rush for 18 yards. That was that was a good play uh, off that off that end around. They they let they let you know. I heard all 22 NFL films talking about it today, and I, I kind of felt the same, you know, the same way. Like, you got to find a way to get Rashad Bateman involved a little more. Um, and that might be uh, – and, and he didn't say this, but I, I think uh, – he may have mentioned it, but I know I heard it in a space today too. Like, you know, it's like he, it might be time to be – you know, have a talk with Odell and say we need Bateman in these in these situations. Right. And just have a serious talk with Odell Beckham and say, hey, like, th this is what we're going to do. And this is how it's going to be. We're not going to not use you. Uh, but, you know, maybe we'll put you in the slot or something like that. Because, I mean, I think, honestly, like, I know Nelson Aguilar has been good. Uh, and Nelson Aguilar has been consistent. But I would be curious to see how Odell would play in the slot. You know, with having maybe Bateman on the, you know, Bateman on the outside, Zay on the outside, having lining Odell up against uh, the number three nickel guy or potentially linebackers and stuff on the inside and see, you know, if, if that can help him work his way open and get a little more volume too. I think having some more plays for Bateman, I, I think is a must right now. I think he's getting healthier. I think we'll see more and more Bateman as he goes along. Let's see what he did in the receiving game. He had two catches for 34 yards. He always seems to have two, you know, it, it, especially as of late, Bateman's been having one or two really big catches. Right, uh, he's averaging 17 yards uh, per play with, with his catches. It feel like it feels like he makes big chunk catches. Um, Zay Flowers had the most receptions, but only for 19 yards this week. So it felt like the Cardinals had a added emphasis on Zay Flowers, and I don't necessarily blame them. Mark Andrews and Justice Hill with the same, uh, you know, I mean, both elite receivers right there. Uh, Mark Andrews uh, four receptions for 40 yards. Justice Hill also had four receptions for 40 yards. Uh, they likely got him on the action for once, uh, so that was nice. And I think 
the ones with zeros down here were targeted, but they didn't get any catches. Odell did draw that big penalty in the end zone as well. So, you know, I, I feel like I feel like with Odell and with pretty much you know, a lot of the situations right now, right? Like I feel like with Odell, I, I, I feel like it's weird, like Munkin isn't using his guys, I don't feel like. You know, like we saw so much from even just likely last year, and we've seen him catch the balls. I mean, it's felt like you count it on one hand. I don't know if that's true, but it's felt like you, you know, he just hasn't been there. You know, he hasn't been a guy that's been utilized. Uh, same thing with Bateman. Like, I'm glad, you know, because I know a lot of, you know, there was some people that was like, you know, trade, trade this person for this person today. And, you know, because it's a trade deadline day. And I get it. You know, I get we want to have knee-jerk reaction. I get it. And I, and I can understand, you know, wanting to trade Bateman or Odell or something for potentially a Devontae Adams or something like that. I, I get that. I, I understand that. But at the same time, it's like this receiving core is good. Um, it's good. They have, you know, the chemistry's getting there. They're figuring it out. They're finding their way. They're, they're still running new things that – this offense is not used to running coming into this season. The back shoulder stuff is probably some of the worst stuff we run right now. Um, and it feels like we try it at least once a game and it's not great yet, but I mean, I think it could be once everybody gets on the same page and offensively, like just this game, like considering the Ravens scored 31 points and the offense looked as kind of lethargic and lackluster as they did is pretty crazy. Right. Because, I mean, you think about it, I mean, you're looking at 28 of those points right here. You know, you know, it was it was the offense that was scoring. Now, I know the defense put them in good positions, which is, you know, which is the benefit of, you know, this defense. You know, Geno Stone with a pick. Um, I think Dobbs threw another pick. I can't remember who he threw it to. Let me scroll down, see if I can find it. But, you know, it, it feels like it was Geno Stone and Brandon Stevens. And I think Brandon Stevens had that second one, too. And Geno Stone stole it from him because uh, he want to keep that. Uh, NFL leading uh, interception, you know, interceptions leader right there. But I just, I just feel like this offense was just very lackluster and like, it's, it's a struggle for me. You know, I, I have an internal struggle and it's on both ends of the spectrum with this offense. Right. I have my, my, my one struggle, you know, my struggle that's on the positive end is you scored 31 points and this was nowhere near the best game you played all season long, right? Like you scored 31 points and you didn't even look good. You didn't even look, you know, we looking at 38 versus 31, right? Last week was 38 against the lions where you looked like, I mean, you could go into any stadium or anybody could come into your stadium at any point in time and you could beat them, right? Any team, any team in the league, you looked like one of the best teams in the league. Fast forward to this week where it's kind of confusing. You're looking like 31 points, right? Which is probably why you can't just put the numbers out there and be like, oh, that, you know, that 31 points, it was good, right? But 31 points on a week that feels like it was off, right? A week that feels like something was lacking. A week that feels like this wasn't the same Ravens team that we saw before. But it's kind of a positive, right? Like, 
for you to be able to still score over 30 and still put up points and still score when you need to, but not even have your best game, what do you, what what is the potential for what you could be in your best game? But the other thing is, right, pull this one up, right? The Ravens have a problem right now, right? The Ravens have a problem that I don't even think the trade deadline could have fixed, right? I don't think another piece. I don't think, you know, the perfect receiver, the perfect corner, the perfect pass rusher, Brian Burns, none of those guys. I don't think any of these – I don't think any any of those people could have fixed it. A healthy J.K. Dobbins, um, a healthy uh, David Ajabo, or Adafi Elwe, right? Like, I don't think it could have fixed it at all. I don't think any player can fix the problem with the Ravens right now. And that problem is the Ravens play down the competition. And it goes back to the statement that, that I was talking about earlier where somebody on Twitter, I'm, I, and I'll see if I can find it, but somebody on Twitter has said, you can play down the competition as long as you play up to competition. And I don't know if I agree with that. I'm trying to figure, I'm trying to think about it right now. And I'm trying to figure out, do I agree with that? Because the issue with playing down the competition, and I've had I've had this mindset for the last couple of years when I've watched the Ravens play, and I'm like, they can beat everybody, but they always have these weird little low games where it's just like, who, who is this team, right? Who, you know, this is not the same team that came out the week prior. But I will say that. The thing about playing down the competition, this has always been my mindset. This has been my mindset. Playing down the competition is okay because you're not gonna face the Cardinals in the playoffs, right? You're not gonna you you probably not gonna face the Colts in the playoffs. You might now you know they're they're, they're kind of scratching and clawing their way in, but you know you're not you're not you you might not face the Cardinal the the Cardinals again. You might not face the Colts again. You might not face the Steelers again in in the playoffs, right? Which has been the three kind of iffy games, right? You might not face the Texans in the playoffs, right? So if you play down to that competition, it doesn't matter. But then we have to factor in that the Ravens will probably be a decently high seed, whether it be whether they're looking at right now, which is what, number one, number two, uh, is what the, you know, it's, it's a lot of people tied at the top right now, right? They're probably looking at a number one and number two seed. The issue with being number one and number two seed is you play, what, the number six seed. Right, you play number seven seed. That goes back to those teams that you weren't worried about before. Those teams that aren't nearly as good as you. But if you play down to your competition in the playoffs, that's where the issue lies. Right? If you play down to your competition when it comes to the playoffs, when it's win or go home, when it's one and done, it ain't a series like it is in basketball. That's when you got to have a little bit of concern because let's be honest, we're not worried about the Ravens in, in the regular season. We're not, well, you know, I'm thinking about some of the tough games coming up. We're not really worried about Seattle. We're not worried about the 49ers. We're not worried about the Chargers. We're not worried about the Dolphins. Not in the regular season. Now, when it comes to the playoffs, it might be a whole different level. But I mean, I think, honestly, we're not even worried about those teams, Chiefs included in the playoffs we're worried about the colts 
we're worried about the Steelers, right? We're worried about we're worried about the wild card teams that are going to sneak in with a little momentum, the Titans, right? We're worried about those wild card teams. And the thing about the AFC is the AFC is stacked, right? So honestly, you're probably going to have good teams one through seven, right? I don't know if there's going to be a team where you're going to be like, eh, you know, they ain't that good, right? They, they you know, they, they ain't going to at least give you a game. So that's the issue that I'm having right now with the Ravens. That's the biggest problem is the Ravens issue has been first round of the playoffs, second round of the playoffs against lesser teams, against teams that's obviously not as good as they are, right, coming out flat. Now, going back to the positive end of this, you look at this game right here, right, 31 points that you score on the Cardinals in a game against a pretty good defense where you come out flat. That's a good thing because in the playoffs, you haven't been able to score any sort of points against some of these teams. You know, you struggle to score. You you know, you may have committed a turnover or something like that. And that's another thing that the, that the Ravens didn't do, unless I'm blanking on one, is they didn't turn the ball over, which is another difference that I think could be could be big later on down, you know, down the road. But that's kind of my problem with the Ravens right now. You know, the, the problem that even the trade deadline couldn't fix, even a player, you know, even the best best guy in the world couldn't fix but i mean back to this game against the cardinals to me i think it it wasn't good it wasn't you know it wasn't pretty but it's us right like it wasn't good but you know once again the defense played well for until they didn't which was in the fourth right you know where they kind of let them back in a little bit but they made you know it you know the door, you know, the, the offense and defense worked in combination to shut the door when it needed to be shut. But kind of like we talked about with the trade deadline earlier, you know, on Tuesday, like what about getting a guy who can finish these games? And that's hard to say after you just had a running back rush for three touchdowns, right? Like it's hard to be like, oh, yeah, let's go get a running back when you just had a running back rush for 80 yards and three touchdowns. So averaging four, four yards a carry. So. You know, and a guy who averages like what six yards, I think, or something, a carry throughout his career. Um, I still hope they lean on Gus. You know, especially like my thing is on at this point, at this point in time, if you know, I, I've, I've said this about the Ravens throughout the season, but if you gonna be at, if you gonna be a team, be that team, right? If you gonna line people up out of position. It's working to your advantage, you know, on the defensive end right now. You just kind of letting guys roam free and do what they need to do and get to the quarterback and you lead the league in sacks right now. It, you know, it's working, right? You can put you can pull Kyle Hamilton down and let him play play box safety and, and do what, what you want him to do where he's comfortable at, and then have Geno Stone, you know, roam around, you know, behind the defense and stuff too. So that's another, you know, that's 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 another one too that I'm just like, okay, you know, I like that that's what they're doing. Um, and the same thing with with this, like with, with the with the offense, like you know, I think they're still trying to establish their identity. They're still trying to figure out who they are. They're still trying to figure out if they want to be this air it out team or if they just want to be ground and pound. And sometimes I know that changes game to game. Uh, you know, I, you know, I know that changes game to game. And you know, it, but it's crazy, man, just to see, like, you know, this wasn't the best offensive game. You know, two hundred sixty eight yards of total offense. It wasn't the best 
game when it comes to total yards, but you made it work. You know, you you figured out you you found a way to win, and these are the games that even just earlier on in the season you would come out flat and just stay flat. Whereas it felt like at least in this one they came out flat. They didn't. I don't know if they truly adjusted, but they. I mean, you figured out a way to at least put up points that weren't field goals. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm bringing it back. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to let y'all know. I'm bringing this back right now. Just so y'all know. Okay. I'm bringing it back. It's been a couple weeks. I'm going to try it again. All right. Overreactions. Overreactions from week eight around the league. I'm not. Let's start with the Ravens. My Ravens overreaction is. Should I do it from the? I guess I should do it from the sense of the flock, right? They are, you know, they are who who we thought they were, right? Like that, you know, that's the old cliche, right? Like the Ravens play up to their good competition, they play down to the to the to everybody else, um, and I think the only people you can really blame for that is coaching. Why are you not ready for this game? Why are you so flat? I know, I know you're gonna go and cross cross country. I get that. I mean, you went across the pond. You didn't look this bad, you know. I mean, you know what I mean. Like, come on, like you, you, you got this, right? Like, I mean, you, you know, like they are who we thought they were, right? Like, that's that would be my overreaction. Like, I'm not, I'm, you know, for me, I'm not an overreaction person, even though I do a series called overreactions. But I'm, you know, I don't feel like, you know, I don't think it's a sense to panic, but I think at the same time, it could, you know, it could pose a problem. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming off their loss against the Bills. Tampa Bay, back to life, back to reality. Back to life. You know what I mean? Like, that, that's what they are, right? Like, they are an average team that could win the NFC South because it's the NFC South, right? So that's what I, that's what I say about the Buccaneers. They, they're talented across the board. Um, it feels like at least it feels like they're talented offensively. It feels like they're talented defensively, but they just can't put it together. And as much as I hate to say it, you might have to look at quarterback, but that offensive line is not good either. So, we'll, we, we, you know, we, we, we could also have that discussion. I know Baker's the first person we throw under the bus, uh, but the offensive line probably should go with him as many times as he was sacked against the Bills. But anyway, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills, the Bills. Um, I would say, I would say they're back in action, right? Like after beating, you know, the Buccaneers, whatever, you know, they looked good. They did, they did what they had to do. They did what they needed to do. They got the job done and they did exactly what they needed to do. The Houston Texans coming off a loss against the Carolina Panthers. Don't panic. Right when it comes to the Texans, don't panic. Right, they got a long, you know, they got a long road ahead to get to where they want to get to, uh, and this might not even be the season for it. But they're already outplaying their expectations. So shout out to the Texans, and then the Carolina Panthers' first win could propel them right back into the playoff race. I'll tell you why. Right, like this. This seems like an overreaction uh, 
this seems like something I probably shouldn't say. But even though you're one and six, if you look at the rest of the NFC, it's not good, right? It's not good. The division leaders are up here. Everybody else is about right there with the Panthers, if we're going to be honest, right? Like, I mean, you got the Rams sitting at three and five. You got the Vikings, Kirk Cousins list with Josh Dobbs at quarterback sitting at four and four. The Packers are two and five, right? The Saints are four and four, even just in that division, right? And they don't look great. The Giants are two and six. Like when, when it comes down to having to compete and, you know, trying to get one of those last three spots or maybe even win that division, it's still, it's still wide open. It's still wide open, especially in the NFC. The L.A. Rams coming up against a tough loss against the Cowboys. Not as good as we thought they were, or as I thought they were, because I thought the Rams were going to bounce on back. They was going to, you know, hit the – well, maybe it's not the slinky. The slinky kind of bounce on back. Think about it. Go down the steps and just pop on back up. That's what I thought. I thought they was coming back. I thought they was going to be the team that was going to be like, bang, like, you know, maybe not Super Bowl form, but, you know, competitive. And they just don't look good. For all the talent they got, to have Matt Stafford, who's who's talented, they're just not good. They're just not good. And some of it, we might have to talk about that defense a little bit too. The Dallas Cowboys don't get too excited over in Texas. Because with the Dallas Cowboys, man, I mean, what's the date? What's the date? What's the, you, know, you know, Halloween, day after Halloween, it ain't but October. We know Dallas is is you know they they they, they be hitting in October, in September. Now we getting into the nitty gritty with November and December. Let's see what they do. And the thing about the Cowboys too is only got two losses on the season, but their two losses they looked horrible, awful. They lost against a bad team in the Cardinals, and they lost against a pretty darn good team in the 49ers, at least at the time. Which that's a whole nother statement, but. And, uh, you know, you know, just let, let's just wait and see on them. The Vikings. Oh, Kirko chains, man. Right. This one hurts, man. No Kirk Cousins done for the year. Probably. I mean, unless you're Aaron Rodgers or something like done for the year. Torn Achilles. It seems like with the Josh, I don't know. Like a lot of people said the Josh Dobbs trade was for them to tank and get Caleb Williams, but something tells me that like they might just they might be sticking around with Kirk Cousins because at four and four, we've seen that you know Josh Dobbs can put up a competitive fight. And maybe, you know, maybe that's what it is, competitive tanking. But you know, we'll we'll, we'll see in, in the offseason what they're gonna do. Uh maybe that should be my overreaction. They're getting ready for some competitive tanking. The Packers, oh, how the mighty have fallen, right? No Aaron Rodgers. Jordan Love looks okay. You know, I know a lot of people don't want to put the blame on Jordan Love too much with the – no one put the blame on Jordan Love too much with the, you know, the drops and everything this week. But it's just not – it's not it. It's just not – it's not – it is not working. So, we'll we'll see. The Saints – Coming off a win against the Colts. You look good today, but you might not tomorrow. That's fine. That's fine for the Saints. Because they four and four. Average as average can get, I think. 
Um, they're supposed to be probably a top team in the NFC South. And I don't even know if they are, right? I think they're they belong with the rest of the NFC South. They're just average to bad right now. That's what I that's that's how I feel about them. But Kamora's back, he's looking good. Um, so like getting their talent back, I think that's what people were waiting on anyway. And that's probably, you know, that might attribute to the to the averageness of the Saints so far, but we'll see. The Colts. The Colts. I I probably say, you know, despite the loss, by hook or by crook, they're gonna be in it. You know, I think with Gardner Minshew and just the way he plays. I think the Colts will be in a lot of their games this season just because they go, you know, they, they got a good defense and they're going to compete offensively. If their defense could stop the Saints from scoring 38 points, so maybe they don't have a good defense. The Patriots, should I say, oh, how the mighty have fallen for this one too? Um, the Patriots, mm, this is a New England, just is, man. This ain't this ain't what you know. This ain't the New England of old. This ain't the Patriots of old. This might just be, and this is just my thought on it. Without an elite quarterback, the Patriots are just another bad team. Not even average. They're just another bad team. The Dolphins. The Dolphins, probably the most probably the most talented team in the league and still not healthy yet, right? Still not quite healthy, but finding ways to win. I'll, I'll say that. The Jets coming off a win against the Giants in the New York Bowl of some sorts. The Jets just waiting for Aaron Rodgers to come back. That's the you know there the hope is Aaron Rodgers can come back, but you typically don't tear an Achilles and just uh, mentally get your mind back right on it. So I don't know you know you know it could be smoke and mirrors for for the Jets, but you know they're four and three, they're above five hundred, and to for anybody who thought they would be there at this point in the season after losing Aaron Rodgers in the first drive of the first possession in Week One. Eh. You know, so I mean, overachieving, I would say too. The Giants can't catch a break. Daniel Jones hurt. Tyrod Taylor hurt. Saquon finally getting, you know, finally getting, you know, his, his chances, finally getting healthy. But without that quarterback, they just, they just not gonna be able to do it. And they've already been a disappointment, even with that one hundred and sixty million dollar man. The Jaguars, six and two. Eh, don't think so, right? The Jaguars are six and two. I just don't feel like strength of schedule has a lot to do with it too. I just I don't. I don't I'll say it like this: the Jaguars are six and two, but they ain't leaving the South as the winners. That's what I'll say. The Steelers. <laughs> we love when the Steelers lose around here. The Steelers. 
my overreaction for the Steelers is come on and give me that losing season. Come on. Yeah, y'all can come on back down now. I know, I know. We was we was swing. I ain't got no darn towel. We were swinging the terrible towels, man. We was swing. I get it. I understand. Y'all will never see me do that ever again. We were swinging the terrible towels. Y'all still terrible. Y'all, y'all on the y'all on the other side of terrible. Anyway, the Falcons coming off the loss to the Titans. The Falcons, average record, below average team. That's it. That's all I got. The Tennessee Titans. Will Levy might be gearing up for a little push right here. Unless the Titans get in their own way and they put Ryan Tannehill back in the game, which is possible. The Philadelphia Eagles. Man, there's a lot of games. There's too many teams in the league. The Philadelphia Eagles. Seven and one, you say. I don't believe it for a bit. They're good. They ain't seven and one good. Even though they're seven and one. So they can. Y'all can keep it for now. Y'all can keep it for now. I, 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 I'll live to fight another week on that one. The Commanders, the Commanders, the Commanders. Coming off the post-trade deadline, too. Dynamite out there. Blowing it up. Fire sale. Yard sale. I mean, if you go through Washington right now, you will see yard sale signs everywhere because they selling every player they can just to hope that they can, you know, get in the sweepstakes for next year because I think the commanders are done. I like Sam Howell. I do. I think, unluckily for him, he went to the commanders and, you know, just that franchise, man, that franchise. The Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns, kind of different, you know? Typically with the Browns losing their starting quarter, you know, having a, a, a formidable starting quarterback, losing that starting quarterback, they would be like three and four, one and six, two and five, something like that. But – they're finding ways to compete, and 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 in the majority of times, it feels like they're winning, not even just competing. But you know, shout shout, shout out to them, man. Hopefully, they'll they'll uh, come back down to their favorite soon. Uh, it would you know be ironic and funny if it happened to be when Deshaun Watson came back. But you know, we'll see. The Seattle Seahawks, how in the world are they five and two? How? Somebody, anybody, tell me. They might be, besides the Eagles, the worst five and two team, the worst five plus win team, or the most inconsistent five plus win team in the league right now. The Cardinals, Kyler's coming back on the bright side, right? Um, supposedly, right? He might be might be ready this week. We'll see. I would I would be surprised if he was ready this week, but Kyler's coming back. It could be good for him. 
But at one and seven, you might want to go ahead and shut it all down. The Chiefs. Let me just say it like this. What happened? Nine points against the, like, I think, or maybe I should put it like this. I think it's Freaky Friday or something. Because I think the Chiefs are supposed to have 24 and the Broncos are supposed to have nine. Because I've seen the Broncos play this year. And comparatively to the Chiefs, they just not – they not even the same team. They barely in the same division, even though officially they in the same division. Goodness. The Broncos? Let me just say – let me say it like this. All right, let me let me get real, real close. Look, let me say it like this. Where the heck was this when I was picking y'all to win the division earlier in the season? Where was this when I picked y'all to be the main threat to the Chiefs? I didn't mean just one-on-one. Anywho, the Bengals, they back, I guess. I can't stand the Bengals, man. They just, they so cocky. Right, they four and three. Here they come. They didn't woke up out of Hobber friggin' nation, and here they come. Oh, we be done honest. Oh, we we in a groove. Oh, like shut up. Stop it. Stop it. The 49ers. What am I here for? No, uh, the 49ers. A tale of two halves, right? A tale of two uh, half seasons or something? Because the Niners, I mean, it was 5-0. Smacking everybody, looking good. Looking like a top team in the league. Looking like the top team in the league. Don't get get me wrong. I know they just traded for um, Chase Young, which is great. I mean, you know, the rich get richer. But the Niners aren't looking good. And I don't know, not sure. And maybe you know, I, I, you know, I, you know, they're they're a smart team, but I don't know. If Chase Young is the answer, but Chase Young might be the answer because what you don't have at corner, if you can put that at pass rush and you know rush the passer a little bit and you know force him into some air throws, they might be okay. The Chicago Bears win is Justin Fields coming back because he needs to. You know, I mean, I get it. Y'all got the win last week with Badgett uh, against the Raiders, but it's the Raiders, okay? Um, y'all two and six. If y'all want to do anything more than what y'all doing right now, Justin Fields got to be out there. You got to give yourself the best chance to win. So the Chargers, the most talented three and four team I have ever seen outside of maybe the Chargers, uh, not the Chargers, outside of, yeah, outside of the Chargers, outside of the Vikings. Like, what in the world? But they did get the win. Uh, this was one of those I thought they might lose. But we got the Raiders and the Lions. The Raiders coming off against the loss against the Lions. The Raiders are terrible. But at the same time, ain't this what we expected? 
Ain't this it? Ain't this literally like what the Raiders are every year? Yeah. The Lions. The Lions. Return of the Lions. Hey, return. Okay, it doesn't work. But you know what I mean. Like, they, you know, the they took the loss against the Ravens. They didn't look good. They bounced back and they looked a whole lot better. Um, I don't know if they, look, they didn't look perfect, but they looked better. Right? They were playing against the Raiders. So they best had looked better. But anyway, that's my overreactions for the week of eight. For, for, for after week eight. Um, let me know what you think. You got any overreactions? Put it down below. Let me know. Um, but yeah, the Ravens want a sloppy one against the Cardinals, and we're gonna slide on out of here because we've been with y'all for far too long. Definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. Once again, Flock Nation Speaks is on all major podcasting platforms, all your favorites and your favorites' favorite. And if we ain't all your favorites' favorite, let me know so I can just. You know, it's, you know, I can I can get my people to call their people and we be good, okay? I got you. Uh, but definitely hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll see you guys on the next one. Until next time.